Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! Bulls are on another winning streak, three in a row over some really good teams too, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Utah, but can they keep it going? And what about Zach Levine's role on this team? It seems like it's changing and changing for the better. We're going to dive into it on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls benchmark member and Tennessee Vol CJ Watson. CJ, we are talking about a winning streak and not one that they lost before. They're still on the streak. Hey, man, it's a good day. Great day to start the week. Mondays is always good to start on a positive note. Exactly. I'm glad we're talking about the streak and not like, oh, they won three in a row and then laid an egg. Like, no, they, <laughs> right. they've won three in a row. They've got the Celtics coming up after we record this. But we're going to recap kind of some things we saw from this three-game stretch after I tell you about our great friends at Bet Online. Basketball is in full swing, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. If you missed it, that means you probably don't follow me on Twitter, but the Bears have the number one pick in the draft. Will they trade it? The Bears are minus 200 to trade the number one pick. Yes, they are favored to trade the number one pick in the draft. You can bet on that and whether Bryce Young or Will Anderson will be the top overall pick in April. There's a lot more fun stuff over at BetOnline as well. What are you waiting for? Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your reward. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. By the way, I think the Bears are going to trade that pick. Just saying. I think that's a good thing that's his <laughs> favorite. Um, also, we have an official store of the show and official t-shirt of the show, I should say. Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance at shop.believe.com. The guys do a great job putting out some great stuff to support all the shows on the network, but the official t-shirt of this program, Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance exclusively at shop.believe.com. It is becoming more and more apparent to me that COVID brain is a thing. Like I've been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you know, I, I tested positive Saturday, I have mild symptoms, but I still, I do that. Like I, I'll mix up my words. Like I think right. COVID brain is real. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> I is. think it, I think it's a thing. But you know, you know what I'm not mixed up is that the Bulls are on a three-game winning streak. They have beaten Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Utah. Now, Philadelphia did not have Joel Embiid. He had a foot injury. Remember, I told you that game worried me. When I saw yeah. Embiid was out, I'm like, okay, you've got a chance here. Opportunities. Yeah. And then Utah, you ran into Lowry Markinen, which, no, he should not have stayed on the Bulls. But he still right. won off. You Nice prediction there. No, no yeah. Stradamus over here. You called that one. Actually, you said 30. <laughs> he had 28, but I give the six dunks. That right. balances out, in yeah, my yeah. opinion. He was out for revenge, <laughs> but... You know, all in all, a three-game winning streak. That's good, especially because we knew how tough the stretch of five games would be. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely good. You know, I think they're starting to really find their roles, uh, each each individual player, and they're really uh, maximizing it. And then, like you said, they're just taking advantage of their opportunities with certain players out. It doesn't matter. You still got to go out there and play the game, and uh, they, they won. So I, I think all kudos to them. And Alex Caruso has been in and out with that ankle injury. Javante Green has been in and out with that knee injury. So like you said, players have been out, and guys have risen to the occasion. And one of them is Zach Levine. How about Zach? 11 threes against Philadelphia, put up 41 points. He went on a back-to-back, 36 points against Utah. I keep saying, Zach Levine seems all the way back. Am I overreacting, or is he all the way back? I think so. I think he seems focused. I think all the drama is uh, making him play better, uh, more aggressive. Uh, he's not shooting these uh, terrible, you know, bailout three-point shots all the time. He's very efficient from the three-point line, one of our best, if not the best three-point shooter we have on the team, if not the only one <laughs> besides Kobe White. So, uh, But he's definitely, you know, taking that role as, as scoring and um, really maximizing it and playing well so far. You know, I think he's kind of settling into a new role. We We've talked about the reports that Zach has questioned his role with this team, you know. DeMar is the number one option in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're going to give the ball to DeMar. I always say, give the ball to DeMar. Everybody get the F out of the way is the thing. Right. Like, <laughs> that's your plan in the fourth quarter. But Zach, to me, he's more of the catch-and-shoot guy. You know, he's yeah. a great catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. And that these last couple games especially, that's kind of the role he's taking on. And I kind of like it. Yeah, I like it too. I like it. Like I said, he's not taking these bailout three-point shots and um there are definitely better shots and better high percentage shots that he's taking. And I think especially when he's knocking them down, he's very uh, very aggressive and one of the best players on the court, obviously. And I think that makes up for some of the defense stuff. But then again, the offense can dictate the defense in a way, yeah. right? You're playing you're playing strong on offense, your confidence is there. That's gonna translate to defense, right? Yeah, yeah. When you see the ball going in the in the basket, you definitely think you can go out there and guard anybody, even if you're the worst defender. Uh one of my favorite teammates, Kyle Corver was terrible on defense, but he shot the hell out the ball, you know, and when he seen that thing go in, his defensive intensity always turned up, was better. Um, still would get blown by, but still, you know, he still was very effective, and, and at least he tried to play a defense. Shout out to Creighton in the Missouri Valley, by the way, Kyle Corver. Right, yeah. we, I'm yeah. always down for a Kyle Corver shot. That was that was growing up. We were all, we we go out, we'd be shooting baskets. We'd all be like, hey, we're going to shoot threes like Kyle Corver all day. Right, and yeah. We still, I mean, even playing 2K, you always shoot the threes with, with Kyle Corver. Like, yeah, Kyle's a man. He, I seen him make like 50, 60 in a row one time. And uh, he's always one of, the, one of my favorite teammates that I play with that can shoot the heck of the ball. Yeah, by the time, so when I was at Loyola, Creighton wasn't in the league anymore. So like Loyola yeah. took Creighton's place in Missouri Valley. But every time we walked around like Arch Madness or something, they had all the old posters up. You'd see his poster yeah. when he was at Creighton, when he was player of the year and stuff like that. Like, right, yeah. I, I am always down for a good Kyle Corbett mention in here. Yeah, Kyle's like, a great if, guy. If Zach can get to that level where he's just the three-point <clears> guy and he can put up, you know, obviously not going to put up 35, 40 every game, but if right. he can make threes <clears> at a high volume, that changes a lot of things for this team because that's been their shortcoming all year besides the defense is the three-point shooting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think he's more than just a catch-and-shoot three-point guy. I think he can uh, be aggressive and drive to the basket, uh, one dribble pull-ups, or even uh, getting all the way to the rim and finishing at the rim. I don't want him just selling for three-point shots because I think he's much more than just a, a catch-and-shoot guy. And that's the other thing that seems to be coming back, too. The knee has been an issue to start the year. He had he did not have the full offseason. You're seeing the Zach Levine you want to see, the the drives to the baskets. He's going on, he's going underneath and the back cuts yeah. and throwing down dunks. And yeah. he had a great play in I think that was the Sixers game. He picked off a pass, took it down the lane, 
and slammed it home. He took it all the way down the court. They showed a highlight of Dr. J doing that. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to compare Zach Levine <laughs> to Dr. J. I mean, right. I love, I love, I love Zach Levine. Don't get me wrong. He's right. not Julius Irving. Like, oh, I yeah. mean, sure. that's just the reality, <laughs> but it was kind of cool. Just like you pick off a pass, you take it all the way down, you throw it down. That's the Zach Levine we have been waiting for all season long. Yeah, I think it's just uh, around his knee getting better, getting healthier. And uh, this is around the time, like December, January, February, right before All-Star break, where guys uh, are starting to play up to their caliber and starting to find their rhythm and find their roles in the team. And I think that's what he's doing. He's really buying into it, and he's seeing the ball go in the basket, and that makes up for a lot of things also. Take me through that. What is it about this time of year that kind of takes guys to that next level? Uh, it's a little bit of everything, just getting used to the schedule, getting used to your role, uh, knowing how many minutes you're going to get, um, where your shots are going to come from. And now you've been through the ups and downs of the schedule so far, uh, even though it's halfway through the season, um, you're starting to see, you know, where you can be successful and where you can even still improve. And I think this is around, like, like I said, uh, January, February time where guys start to play their best. I know that for me, that's when I started playing my best basketball. And tonight's game, Monday night's game against the Celtics is the halfway point in the year, by the way, it'll be game 41. Okay. So that. That tells you like, okay, you're at the halfway point of the season. Trade deadline yep. is officially a month away, which you're hearing rumors like crazy. I've heard, right. <laughs> told you before we signed out, we heard a call to blow it up again, which I don't know why like, right. you're the nine seed. As we record this, you're tied with Atlanta and that, that Atlanta's in a free fall right now. It seems like that team, yeah. there's a lot going on there. Yeah. So Atlanta's struggling, but the bulls right now, they're still in the play in tournament. Like that's where I thought they'd be this year. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, don't, I still don't see a need to blow it up. I see, I think you uh, see how this season goes, um, try to get the best seed you can get and then, you know, make some noise in the playoffs. And then maybe if you don't like the way things are going, you, then you shake it up a little bit. But now I think it's, it's really crucial. Uh, they have a three-game win streak. Maybe uh, hopefully they can keep pushing it further and further. And uh, then you just go from there. And you also need other guys to keep playing well besides Zach. And Nikola Vujovic, I think, is playing the best basketball he's played as a bowl. I yeah. mean, in his, la in his last four games, which is, I guess, in the month of January, I guess, uh, 18 points a game, 15 rebounds a game, 4.8 assists a game. He had a triple double against Philadelphia. Like you hear everything. Zach made 11 threes, 41 points. Even he said the post-game interview, Nikola Vucevic was the MVP of that game. They're starting to play through him more. Like we've been calling yeah. for all year. This is what happens. Yeah, yeah. Vooch is a guy you can play through. Uh, he can score in, in every way possible as a big man. And he also likes to pass also, so that's a good thing. So definitely playing through him is, is big and relieves a lot of pressure off DeMar and Zach and then just opens up things for everyone else. Uh, bench guys are playing well. They're playing solid. Um, and, you know, that's what you want. And that's what you want at this point of the season. And hopefully they can continue. You know, I don't think Zach puts up the numbers he's put up in these last couple of games if you're not playing through Vooch, because Zach, as we said, has a tendency to force shots, right? Yeah. He has a tendency to take the bad three. And even then, even in these games, I'm sitting there going, Ooh, I'm not sure about that. So that shot selection, but sometimes, right. you know, he, when you're scoring 41 or 35 a game, you've earned a heat check. Like yeah, I, yeah. I get that. Right. There are times where you don't need that shot. Vooch to me. And this is why when people rip him and say he should be gone, he's a good enough passer. He will find the open guy at the right time. Oh yeah, he would, he he would definitely find. It. I can attest to that because I played with him. I got a lot of points and uh, baskets off of his uh, double teams, and he just cut into the basket and or for a wide open three. So he'll definitely find you. I think you need those players to, like I said, take the pressure off Demar and Zach. And Vooch is that guy. He can score. He can you know rebound, um, knock down a three occasionally. Uh, so I think that's definitely where uh, his uh, advantage is right now. And I know everything's made about the expiring contract, and I do think. Vooch is the type of guy you're going to hear a lot of scuttle about at the deadline. 
you're going to hear, hey, he's on expiring contract. He's a great trade candidate. I understand that. So you've got a decision. Do you trade him or right. do you extend him? And that, I mean, you have three weeks here. We're going to learn a lot. And if he's playing this good at basketball, if you get a good return, I mean, I don't know what route they're going to go because this is a double-edged sword here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't, like I said, I don't know either, but I hopefully they keep him and they, like I said, just play this season out and figure things out in the summertime, uh, depending on how how well they do or how well they don't do in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. I think the playoffs are going to be a big tell. I Right now they're playing bound. I think they can still, they can get a couple big wins here. They can play their way closer to that playoff spot and that, that buy, but yeah. one other thing to monitor, and this is just, okay, disclosure here, I talk about this a lot. This is the journalist in me. I got to present you all the facts, the whole story. Right. There was a report that came out from the Sun-Times that said Zach Levine and Billy Donovan have a quote-unquote strained but workable relationship after the benching in Orlando. Now, they say winning cures all. And this came from right. Joe Cowley, who, I mean, say what you want about Cowley. He's got sources. He knows things. And he's pretty spot on with this stuff. But this, to me right now, it seems like Zach Levine has settled into this role with three-point shooting and going to the rim like we wanted to, like maybe he wanted to. They say winning cures all, as I said. Do we read anything into this, or do we just ride the wave? I don't think so. I think it's like just more added uh, you know, nonsense uh, towards the season. Uh, I feel like um, winning does cure all, but uh, like you said, I'm not really buying into the whole Zach Levine, uh, Coach Billy Donovan uh, rift. Um, like I said, coaches have to push their superstars, and if you can't be pushed, then you don't deserve to be a superstar in this league because uh, it's definitely going to be ups and downs throughout the league. So um, you got to figure out how to maintain that and just ride the wave. So I think uh, I'll just push it to the back burner for now and you know, and just finish the season. See, my thing with this, Zach it responds to adversity. He did it right. when Boylan benched him. He he done it when Donovan benched him. Like, if he puts a chip on his shoulder, he doesn't make it personal. He's right, going to go yeah. out there and play his best basketball. You know what? If he needed a wake-up call, he needed a wake-up call. Like, yeah, yeah. He's playing good basketball right now. Now, if he wasn't putting up the numbers he was putting up, if he had just checked in and spent, if he'd have been that guy that, like, hey, I got my money, I don't need to play, like, right. not sport at all, Yeah. this conversation's taking a different turn. He's responding well. I think the knee is the as close to full strength as you can get. I'm not sure it will be at full strength in season, to be honest with you, right. but I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know, I don't know how that works, but <laughs> it, it so, won't I mean, be. <laughs> no. Yeah. So like he's playing really good basketball right now to me, that shows, okay, Zach's going out there and he's doing Zach Levine things. Like I don't, I don't think yeah. anything like that is really a factor at the moment, just because they're winning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think he's buying into the system, uh, that the system that Billy, Billy Dobbin created and that what he wants the, the Bulls to play. So I think that if he wasn't buying, then, you know, we can look into that rift and all that kind of stuff. But right now he's buying in, he's playing well, uh, the team's winning. So just, you know, just push it to the back burner. Eight and three in their last 11 games. Like, yeah. I mean, we were, we just called to blow it up when yeah. they lost to the Timberwolves. Like that was the first time this year we all said, blow it up. And they've responded. That's the that's the biggest thing here is responding to adversity. Yeah. Like, to me, that's that's the telltale. I don't I don't care what happens. Like if yeah. you, if I mean we've heard about Zach and Demar going back and forth and maybe have, having conversations. Well, Demar gave Zach a big hug after that after right. performance against Utah. Like yeah, I think they're playing well together. It just seems like you said there's there's a buy-in factor here. That's really yeah. that's got a ripple effect. Yeah, and, and this team is responding well to adversity, and I think that's just a tall tale of every guy uh, representing that locker room that they don't want to give up. There's no quitting them, and they're going to keep fighting no matter if they lose 15 in a row, if they win two in a row and lose another five in a row. So I think they're responding real well, and uh, it's only a, a testament to those guys in that locker room and the coaching staff. And that shows, as the season goes along, as I said, we're coming mm -hmm. up on the halfway point here. 
Like you respond to adversity now, that's going to make you better yeah. as the season goes on, right? Yeah, for sure. Definitely when it's crunch time in those uh, late game situations, uh, hopefully they learn from in the previous uh, first 40 games and uh, definitely is going to help in the playoffs. So uh, they're going to hit adversity maybe a couple more times. So how are they going to figure it out? How are they going to handle it? Are they going to point fingers? Are they going to just man up, you know, and just uh, play their roles and play the game to win? Some adversity they did overcome was that Lowry Markkinen decided that he wanted to just dunk all over mm-hmm. everybody in that Jazz yeah. game. Give you credit again for that prediction. 28 points, at least six dunks. I know there were six. There might have been seven. I don't know. This is the Lowry Markkinen we wanted when he yeah. played for the Bulls. And I really think Jim Boylan ruined him. I mean, I think <laughs> I think that Boylan did not use him right at all. Right. It killed his confidence. That Then when Billy Donovan came in, he was, I don't want to say damaged goods, but that's kind of the phrase that's coming to mind here. He yeah. needed a change of scenery. And there are fans that say they shouldn't have traded Lowry. I disagree. That trade needed to happen. I'm happy for him. Just quit yeah, doing yeah. that against the Bulls, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I said, every uh, player is different. Some t- some guys need a uh, change of scenery, like you said. And I've seen teammates, you know, play uh, bad on the team I was with, but when they went somewhere else, they played great. So it's always always about the coach, the system. Uh, everything has to fit uh, the city, all that kind of stuff. So I'm de- like I said, I'm definitely happy for him. He's playing well, uh, and the Jazz are, you know, doing pretty well so far. Not the greatest, but you know, they're doing real good. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm old enough to remember when a guy named Cameron Payne played for the Bulls. And Cameron yeah. Payne, I, look, he seems like a nice guy. He the became a laughing stock with the he, he became a laughing stock <laughs> with the Bulls as the reality right. of the situation. I mean, they got he was a, a punchline because he was he right. didn't perform well. Right now he's a, a key player for the Suns. Like yeah, yeah. I don't hear people saying the Bulls should have kept Cameron Payne. Like now, right, exactly. Well, yeah. Now Lowry <laughs> comparing those two, Lowry was better than Cameron Payne when he was in Chicago. I mean, that's right. Just, that, I don't, it's just the first name that came to mind here. But to say the Bulls should not have traded Lowry and they lost the Butler trade. Well, the Butler trade brought you Zach Levine. So right. I, I still would do that trade. But it, he needed a change of scenery. It, it's going to happen. He's going to come out for revenge against the Bulls, though. Yeah, I think it's like every team, every party wants to play good against their old teams. Uh, I know when I played against old teams, I always wanted to play well. Um, and uh, just, you know, just give them a little taste of what they what they, uh, what they they forgot. <laughs> well, and Darnell Mayberry at The Athletic brought up good points. Let's say they did keep Lowry Markkinen. Lowry Markkinen's the number one option on the Jazz. I think maybe Mike Conley would, if you had to pick, Mike Conley be right. number one. But right now in that game, Lowry Markkinen was the number one. Let's put him on this roster. Is he better than DeMar DeRozan? Is he better than Zach Levine? Is he better Probably than not. Nikola Vucevic? Is he better than Alex Caruso? Is he better than Lonzo right. Ball? Like right. Lowry Markkinen is in a good situation right now for him. Now, if it's sustainable long-term, is a different story. But right. on this roster, it's not a fit. Yeah, definitely not a fan. That's what you have to uh, figure out as a as a GM and a president or whatever, uh, which guys fit best with uh, the, with different players. So I think uh, Laurie fits perfect in, in Utah. Um, I'm sure he's loving the city and things like that. And uh, like I said, I, I see a, a good future for him in Utah with the way he's playing. Just don't eat the pizza. Don't eat the pizza in Utah. That's what Michael <laughs> Jordan says. Do hey. not eat the pizza out there. <laughs> they want to call it a flu game, I guess. <laughs> I mean, they can call it whatever they want. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I don't know. I don't think it was the pizza. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I think I think it was food poisoning and the pizza. Like if I I mean I've never I've never been to Utah, but I do not plan on right. getting pizza when I go out there. Like that is my that's that's my advice from never having gone and only watching the last dance. <laughs> no pizza. <laughs> no pizza in Utah. Like I mean that's that's a good that's a good lesson, I guess. I don't know. I gotta I gotta mm-hmm from salt lake i never asked him how the pizza was out there right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we're we're into january now it's trade season we have talked about the standings we are we're standings watching i'm gonna read 
at least where the bulls are in the standings, most shows, maybe every show, but you know, we're going to go through like where they're at with the standings. wise. a 19 and 21 record has them right now tied with the, with the Hawks for nine. But I want to say with the tiebreakers, they'd be the nine seed if the season ended, you know, halfway through Miami is a couple games ahead. you got the Knicks up there and you got the Pacers to me that sixth seed is still attainable because the Sixers, Cavs, Bucks, they're a little too far ahead, everybody. But I, yeah. I think you can still make a run at that number six seed. Yeah, I think it's still wide open, especially that bottom uh, six seed. Like you said, uh, those teams are still going through uh, some issues, uh, trying to find themselves also. And I think the Bulls have a, a great slate ahead, especially with the, the easiest schedule coming up the, the rest of the second half of the season to try and get back in those standings, get some, get some winning streaks and, and climb back in the standings. Yeah, and you've got the opportunities is the key word here. And the Pacers right now, 23 and 18, they have the Bulls by three and a half games. I think even even if, and this is a big if, they trade DeRozan or if they trade Vucevic because of the, you know, the contract situations and everything, if you can get a good quality piece pack, you can still make a run at this thing. Like, this yeah, yeah, is not sure. unattainable, even if you make some moves. Yeah, 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 especially if you make some moves. You don't want to just tank. You want to still be competitive and uh, – uh, look forward for the future. And I think they still can do that. See, that's what I want. I don't want a tank. I am not right. at all calling for a tank. I'm saying right. you can trade one of these guys who's playing really good basketball and you can get a good player right now who can help you right now. And if you can get a pick in this year's draft, yep. that's going to help you even more. So there are moves you can go. DeRozan's trade value is sky high. I think Vooch's trade value is sky high. It would break my heart. But you gotta, it, I gotta take off the fan hat and put on right. the realist hat. And the realist in me right now says these two guys can get moved, and I still think they can be competitive. I don't, th- I don't think they're gonna make me make a run at the finals. Right. But your goal is to get playoff experience right now. Right. Yeah. For sure. Especially for your younger guys and the guys you see a future with. Um. Definitely give them that playoff experience would be crucial to their future and for the franchise. So I think uh, it's gonna be interesting to see the moves that front office makes, and uh, hopefully the ones for the better. And that's why I think last year's series against the Bucks, like, yeah, they got they got their doors knocked off. You know what? They won a playoff game. That's right. good experience. You brought in some veteran leadership, like in Dragic and Drummond. I, I think the core is here. I think your core of Levine, Desumu, Williams, I count Lonzo in that, I guess, if he's healthy. Yeah. I think you've got dudes that can help you, but you just got to you've got to play the game of chess. And I, I mean, I suck at chess. That's why I'm not going to be a GM. <laughs> like you've got to play the game, but there are ways you can still be competitive. I do not want to tank. Yeah. You got to manage your moves and manage them to the best of your ability with the salary cap and all that stuff that you have. So, and uh, like I said, hopefully, you know, they keep the core and don't give it away, um, especially away for nothing. And uh, just try to stay competitive without, you know, um, tanking. Yeah. Like I'm going to make my daily Western <clears throat> reference. Don't leave them with a candy gram and a get well card. Like, right. Leave them with pieces to still be competitive, get playoff experience, and you can still move pieces around and keep this team in the top 10 in the Eastern Conference. Yep. You've got Boston coming up Monday night, which is after we're recording. So this will drop Tuesday. The Celtics team will already be over. You've got Washington, Oklahoma City, Golden State, which is at home. Golden State is terrible on the road. Detroit, Atlanta, Indiana, Charlotte. Like The schedule is lightening up tremendously here. And then you've got the trade deadline coming up February 9th. That's a big day, and that's going to be worth monitoring. I don't know what direction they're going to go. I have no idea what's going to happen in the next month. But what we know right right now is the Bulls have won three in a row. Again, going into the Boston game, it could be four in a row. They could have lost to the Celtics. I don't know. But they're (laughs) they're playing well, and that's what matters. 
Yeah, that's all that matters. Just keep this winning streak up, you know, and try to get four and then try to get five. It's one game at a time. That's all it takes. Make Take advantage of the opportunities like you've been saying all season. Yeah, I mean, opportunities is going to be – it's my – it is the number one word for this team. They, they, hopefully they found some consistency, but opportunities and consistency is going to take you a long way the rest of the year. And yeah. hopefully we'll be able to shut up about trade talk soon. Um, <laughs> that's not, that's not going to happen for another month or so. I mean, that's going to be the dominant conversation for the next right. month. Cause I mean, we are exactly four weeks from the deadline. I'm not even going to try and make a prediction. Cause I have no idea. These guys keep everything so close to the vest and I don't I mean, I don't blame them, but right, it makes yeah. it tough for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything can happen. You know, it could happen at the last hour or the day before or whatever the case may be. So uh, just got to always keep your stay attached to Twitter and uh, listen to Woj and whoever else you listen to and try to figure it out. And the example I go to, we heard no connection of the Bulls to Nikola Vucevic. And then they traded Wendell Carter, the picks, all that for yeah. Vuce. Like that anything can happen, and especially yeah. with our tourist car show, it seems unpredictable. And I don't mean that in a bad way. He just is unpredictable. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's, it's, tough, it's he's be... tough to read. Yeah. It's going to be crazy, especially when you don't never see him or you never talk. So it's like uh, the blind leading the blind. I would like to hear him talk to the media, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on that, <laughs> that soapbox. That's still, I want to come come talk to us. We, we don't bite. I, mean, right. I promise the media doesn't bite. We, we're, we're nice. We'll, we'll treat you nice. You, you treat us nice. Like, just you got know, a couple we, questions for you. Exactly. We just got a couple questions. That, um, yeah, just, we just want to talk to you. Yeah, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. We just want to have a conversation. I haven't heard from you right. in a while. So, all right. We're going to go ahead and wrap up before I get on another soapbox. We're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code. B-L-E-A-V. There's a lot. There's a lot of fun props on here. If you're if you're a football guy, if you're a basketball guy, like the draft stuff is coming up for NFL. Like they're putting out a bunch of stuff. I know the national championship's over by the time this drops, but you've got a fu- bunch of fun stuff at Bet Online. B-L-E-A-V is the promo code. Go to the Believe Shop, shop.believe.com. Go buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen 98, the last dance to support the show. CJ, I'm hoping we can talk about more of a winning streak later this week because this is it's fun talking about victories, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's always good talking about victories. Always, you know, start your week on a positive positive note and uh, hopefully they can continue it tonight. Yeah, we'll see. And like I said, things are going to lighten up a lot. We're going to dive into a lot of different directions here the next couple of weeks. We'll see you back here later this week. And enjoy the basketball. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.